0: Welcome to another episode of Civic Cipher. I'm your host Ramses Ja.
1: He is Ramses Mm Ja. I am Q Ward. When we form Voltron, (laughs) when we come together. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. At 1215. I don't even know what time. Broke it down. Break it down. (laughs) As Civic Cipher. That
0: is the truth. Uh, got a great show in store for you. Be sure to stick around. We are going to be talking about um, police reform. We, we talk about that quite a bit we're going to be asking the question today however how do you reform this i've been paying attention to some stuff on social media a lot of a lot of things been taking place a lot of things that we haven't even been able to touch
1: i can't wait to delve into this topic yeah because uh, i think that there are some people on each side of it that think nothing wrong with it mm. and others that think it can't be reformed mm, I, I,
0: and i can't wait to let you loose on that because that's exactly why we need to talk about it but yeah stick around uh, some of the stories i have been able to cover on the black information network
1: daily podcast one for the black information network yes, sir. daily podcast yes, sir. i'm yeah. a subscriber by the way i appreciate that on all pa- podcast platforms that means multiple <laughs> and youtube <laughs> Okay, okay, cool. when you see that light count go up, know your brother is on there. I love that. Clicking love the that. thumbs up. Um, but
0: uh, some of these stories uh, we cannot cover. However, we are going to cover two today. We just can't cover every single story. But the two that we've chosen to cover today um, that help us question what police reform could look like, should look like, um, we think you'll be interested in. Um, a little later in the show, we're going to be talking about uh, the Florida Department of Education's decision to uh decline including ap african american studies and their reasoning and how utterly insulting that is but first and foremost like we always do with this time let's talk about something happy something that makes us smile we like to call it ebony excellence q shall we shall so today's ebony excellence is brought to you by hip-hop weekly media And we are going to shout out the one and only Anthony T. Browder. I was fortunate enough to have a conversation with him on. Good.
1: I was going to ask you, where did you have that conversation? But Mm -hmm. never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to tell the
0: people. Yeah, of course. Of course, it was on the Black Information Network Daily Podcast. Again, Mm -hmm. a long conversation, a four-part interview with this man. But he is a man with a life well-lived, a man who's definitely inspired me. Uh, The conversation goes... Uh, he's, a, he's an Egyptologist for those that don't know. In fact, I'll read a bit about him. He's an author, publisher, cultural historian, artist and educational consultant, uh, graduate of Howard University's College of Fine Arts and has lectured extensively around the world. Um, he is the founder and director of IKG Cultural Resources and has devoted 30 years to researching ancient Egypt, his, Egyptian history, science, philosophy and culture. Um, and he's been to Egypt 54 times. I think it's higher than that since 1980. Uh, and he is the first african-american to fund fund and coordinate an archaeological dig in egypt and he just has tons of insight into the roots of civilization advanced civilization and of course those roots being african roots things that we would not otherwise know about you think of the greeks you think of the romans but no civilizations that predated those by thousands of years were in africa um our conversation we talk about the the roots of all the abrahamic religions and Mm -hmm. how those come from africa uh and i am a a person who grew up in a christian household as is q so not trying to change anybody's belief system but the facts are the facts and just a wonderful conversation i implore you to check it out once again on the black information network daily podcast and again ebony excellence anthony t browder you are him uh and we just appreciate you giving back to us so that we can do our job yes indeed moving on All right. How do you reform this? This is a question that was posed by Kasim Rashid. He is a person on Instagram who is a potent speaker and a very informed individual. I believe he might be of Middle Eastern descent, uh, something like that. Um, And he is a person who's very passionate about, uh, the way people are treated. Um, I, I wouldn't profess to know his religious background, but he is a brother to my people. And so far as I can tell, and a brother to all people. And so, um, I need you to understand that when he poses this question, it really, uh, caused me to think, how do you reform this? And so his standard, uh, practice is his modus operandi is to tell a story on instagram he's got the video and everything like that so he's filming himself and he's you know uh recalling a story that has taken place in the media um an individual was going about their business they had an interaction with the police they ended up dead or beat up or whatever blah 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 and he exposes the many ways that police uh abuse their power. Um, he exposes uh, the many ways that um, human beings suffer at the hands of police. And often enough uh, explains why it's unnecessary for there to be human citizen suffering. You know, the people that are supposed to protect and serve are often hurting the citizens. Um, and he points out things that. Are certainly necessary, and then ask the question: How do you reform this? And I think a lot of times his point is, uh, or rather, what he's trying to suggest is that we need to really rethink it, not continue to revise it. We can't train these things away. This isn't, you know, this isn't an isolated incident or a few bad apples. There's so many bad apples. Granted, there are so many more police officers that I'm sure do, you know, fine work. But there is a system that disproportionately affects uh, certain groups in this country and a system overall that is broken. And it's really, if we're being honest, elites, uh, wealthier white uh, people in this country who are able to live comfortably under the current system because it almost never affects them in a negative way. And so reform in his opinion based on you know the videos that he makes uh is something that is not necessarily the best way to go about dealing with this um hence the question how do you reform this mm-hmm. right so um we're adopting that and we are opening the floor to discussion we would love for people to come the table, to this round glass table that we have in the studio here for Civic Cipher and share with us ideas on how we reform this. Ideas that have not been implemented. Ideas that have not had their time, their day in the sun to be thoroughly tested and fleshed out. How is it that in 2023, in late January 2023, the things that we were uh pushing back against in the 60s with the civil rights movement and in the 70s with the Panthers and in the 80s when we were you know getting behind Jesse Jackson and was run for president and we were trying to push back you know as a community against the scourge of crack and you know these these myths and these 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 lies and rumors about how we treated our our families and that we abandoned our families as black men or that we were all gangbangers and all this sort of stuff. Um, And then on and on until now, you know, with the Trayvon Martins birthing the Black Lives Matter movement all the way up to 2020 with George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, all the way up to now, these things are still happening. And every single step of the way, there's always been reform. There's always been oversight. There's always all these things. We've already had these conversations. We've already tried these things. And they've been, again, they've had their time in the sun for years. So now when we tell these stories our question is how do we reform this? And I think that um the 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 idea here is not to like radicalize anyone or anything like that. You know, of course we have our own beliefs. We do our best not to try to impose them, but to just highlight them. Mm-hmm. You know, shed light on our beliefs. Um we we do believe the system is broken. We do believe that mm, police reform is kind of a tall order. It doesn't work. Um and that we we need to rethink what it means to be safe in a community what what that means and how that looks and does that mean that the police departments need tanks or does that mean that we need to invest that tank money into programs uh, that Again, prevent the necessity of crime in the first place. If people have enough money, then they're not stealing. If people, have, if children have after-school programs or, you know, programs to keep them engaged and you know th- to to help them excel in school, are they aren't they less likely to be caught up in juvenile delinquency and and so forth? These things that make sense, um, but they never make it past these these talking points where folks who do. Choose to humor us by engaging in this conversation, say the same thing. We need police reform. Now, let's get to the first story. Sorry, I, thank you for letting me paint that picture. Um, but yeah, first things first. This comes from our very own news.com An Ohio police sergeant has been placed on administrative leave after he was caught on video punching a black woman following a dispute over cheese at a local McDonald's. The incident unfolded on Monday, which would have been January 16th at the time, uh, when Butler Township, Ohio, police officers responded to a report of a woman yelling at employees over an order mistake at the fast food chain. She's mad over a 30-cent piece of cheese a McDonald's employee called 911 dispatchers, um, per records obtained by KIRO7 News, which... Is also the source of um this content here body camera footage shows the woman identified as latinka hancock waiting in her car when sergeant todd stanley and officer tim zellers arrived at the scene when stanley directed her to fill out a notice for trespassing she refused in the footage hancock can be seen speaking with police before the encounter became physical as officers said she resisted arrest. Zellers was caught on body camera footage pointing his taser at Hancock and Stanley punched the woman in the face three times before pressing her against a police cruiser and putting her handcuffs on. Bystander video also captured the violent arrest, sparking outrage among the community. Okay, so this is what uh, is in the news. This is what was written down. Now, we've seen the video.
1: Unfortunately.
0: Um, and for those of you who have not seen the video, um, it is a woman talking to police saying her piece. And she obviously felt like she was right. Um, And when the officer presented the... You know the paperwork notice how it says a confrontation or what is it uh the encounter became physical as officers said she resisted arrest again that comes from uh the what is kiro seven news and then was reported by bin news but this is uh the way police often describe incidents and then they release the report to news uh com- news um, stations like kiro seven news And then they just copy paste. So the encounter became physical implies that both parties were at fault. But I'm here to tell you that there was only one individual that made the encounter physical. Granted, she didn't want to sign the paperwork. That's fine. There are many people, often white, they get pulled over and they say, hey, buddy, I'm not going to sign that ticket. I did nothing wrong. You're going to take that ticket and shut whatever, you know, you get it, right? I'm not picking on anybody. These are things that I've seen in my own life. I'm sure that you understand this, right? This woman is no different. She feels like, obviously, it's not about 30 cents. It's about the principal. You know, maybe she feels like she paid and
1: she was not. I mean, even if it was about 30 cents. That's her money. If the thing that I bought cost 30 cents, I'm, I'm going to need that.
0: You're right. Exactly. Um, But, you know, the officer became very upset with this woman and punched her in the face three times. The woman did not punch him. None of these things happened. And then because of the the bystander video, the officer can't say some of the other things that they often do say, which is some of the
1: things they probably did say in their report. Oh, yeah,
0: perhaps. Yeah. But, you know, I remember the um, it wasn't Philando Castile. It was the the death right before his where there was an uh, I forget his name. This wasn't in New York. I want to say it was somewhere south of New York, but there was a gentleman, black gentleman who. Was at a gas station, and uh, I think he might have been—I—I I, I couldn't tell you. You know, these stories are quite commonplace. Sadly, um, but uh, <laughs> he was—I think he was handcuffed on the ground, and the officers were like punching and kicking him when he was handcuffed. And because of the angle of the video, the officers came out with a story saying, "Oh, well, the guy's hands behind his back as he was handcuffed." The guy grabbed my genitalia and then that gave me license to like beat him up, right? Which, of course, if you watch the video, you don't believe that's true. But because that's out of view, you kind of have to take the officer's word for it because this guy's dead, right? So in this instance, because there's a bystander video, it's not just their body cam video. You can see that this woman, again, Latinka Hancock, did nothing to provoke anything physical it was just the officer who probably was
1: well there was her not doing what he said when he said it because he said it thank you Kim. right like how dare you yeah he's god, god right that's, yeah it's typically a problem you're not you're not doing what i said to do yeah right mm. as we've seen i thought that was compelling justification mm. so um so yeah and
0: you know People often say things like, well, you know, he's just, he's, you know, he's on administrative leave paid, I'm sure, you know, um, and he'll get transferred or whatever because of whatever. But I would like to posit that perhaps he harbors anti-black sentiments. And my basis for that is um, I think that you'll agree. That it would be hard to imagine that same officer punching. Here she goes. <laughs> you ready, Q? <laughs> I'm gonna say it. A 26-year-old, yeah, blonde-haired none, white none woman. Of, none of that part matters. Sure, I know. But you know, for our listeners where they can't really, you know, seeing this, it's so commonplace. You know, if we're gonna compare apples to apples, we need to kind of change the image in, in our listeners' mind. So it's a slow process, and I appreciate you giving me the the floor so that I can do that. But yeah, it's hard to imagine this guy doing that to, again, the 26-year-old blonde-haired, you know, uh, white woman, right? Punching her in the face three times. And if that did happen, you can imagine the outrage, right? But these things don't tend to happen, right? I'm, I'm not trying to say that the police have never abused their authority with that type of person, but it's not prevalent to the degree that this is. And mm-hmm. so this is why, this is my basis for saying that this is perhaps anti-black sentiment and again because this country has given police power uh uh that is really beyond measure stand with the police no matter what it's kind of hard for us to now think of reform as the way that we deal with this right that was an absolute outright abuse of power Right. And we've seen this before. We've seen this with, with uh, the Rodney King uh, verdict and how people react to that. We, you know, we've seen what happens here. And there will no longer be that stunning silence. Not, with, not as long as they give us microphones, you know? So I asked the question how do you reform this? Moving on. This one is one that Q sent over. And uh, this also comes from KRO7.com. Five officers in Memphis were fired following an investigation into the arrest and death of a man. All right, I'm going to read this, and then I want you to take a cue. In a news release, Memphis Police Department said on Friday, following the death of Tyree Nichols and a review of their circumstances surrounding the incident, the department desired to fire five Sorry, the department decided to fire five of its officers. Memphis Police Department said that it was determined that the officers had violated multiple policies that the department has, which include excessive use of force, duty to intervene and duty to render aid. Memphis Police Department said officers were fired earlier in the day on Friday. They were identified as Tadarius Bean, Demetrius Haley, Emmett Martin III, Desmond Mills Jr., and Justin Smith smith and martin were hired in march 2018 mills was hired in march 2017 bean and haley were both hired in august 2020 according to the ap all five officers were involved in the arrest of nichols 29 on january 7th all five officers who were fired and nichols were all black Mm. the memphis police department said um, according to the ap nichols was pulled over by officers for reckless driving police said according to whbq Officers claimed that Nichols ran, leading to multiple confrontations between the officers and Nichols. He was eventually arrested and officers showed use of force following the confrontations. Nichols reportedly complained of shortness of breath. Memphis Police Department said, according uh, to WHBQ, Nichols was taken to the hospital where he died on January 10th. There's a quote. The Memphis Police Department is committed to protecting and defending the rights of every citizen in our city. The egregious nature of this incident is not a reflection of the good work that our officers perform with integrity every day. Uh, And that quote comes from Memphis Police Department Chief uh, Serlin C.J. Davis. And then a civil rights investigation has been reportedly opened by the United States Justice Department, according to the AP. The Tennessee Bureau of Investigation is reportedly looking into the force that was used during the arrest. WHBQ reported that any criminal charges may or may not come as a result of the incident between the officers and Nichols, uh, and those would be announced later on. No further information has been released. And Q, let's get your two cents.
1: May or may not. (laughs) You know, our our country and its institutions have done probably the most masterful job in history of convincing its subjects, its citizens, its people to fully emotionally invest in its institutions like the military, like the police and those institutions, like even its government. Uh, beyond reproach, beyond criticism, beyond being held to even the reasonable minimum accountability standards, right? So uh, you and I have had conversations long before Civic Cipher existed, but just in general about the types of things that would cause people on the right or people that are racist or people who are are are, are not racist but just don't have the same everyday encounters and struggles that we have. And we used to say things like, man, if it ever came to their door, it would change their minds. But with the mass shootings like uh, that, we've witnessed, not even that's true. Mm-hmm. Even when the victims are young white children, people still won't stand up against the gun lobby. That's not even the government, the government. Yeah. Um, so bent on maintaining things that they have been taught are righteous. That even with evidence to the contrary, they won't change their minds. Right. So it's hard to think about reform Ramses because people often don't look to change things when they don't see anything wrong with them. And I remember, you know, back during, during our former president's, um, time in office they interviewed this woman and it's just about the type of things that he said and uh, the thing that he said during his election which there's no president i don't think ever in history that could have had something like that come out and then gone on to win the presidency when he said about just grabbing women by their private parts Mm -hmm. and they asked this lady at a rally who was a very very prominent supporter she had every piece of paraphernalia that ever was ever made on mm. and she had her two young daughters with her and she'd rather rob her daughters of their dignity than denounce her candidate than denounce her president when asked about those things that he said in the way that he viewed women and she then turned to her daughters and and kind of suggested to them that you know sometimes that's okay. And I was just blown away. Like The zealot-like beliefs that a lot of people in this country have cannot be changed by logic or evidence or numbers or anything. So it'd be hard to get wholesale buy-in for any type of reform because when people said defund the police, a lot of people lost their minds. Yeah, and that wasn't even that bad of an idea. Why would you say such a thing? And I think I said to you, not jokingly, that being phrased that way is all the runway they need, need the a yeah. lot of it yeah they can they can take that phrase and make it sound so much worse than it actually is you know yeah. what i'm saying so, so let me let me
0: add this to that too so our issue on the show oftentimes is with policing the institution not with white police officers and i think this story illustrates that again all of these people involved were black and black people can be white supremacists too you know you know black people own slaves we've seen what happened with you know uh kanye west you know what i'm saying this is the thing Pe- black people can buy into this narrative too and police officers certainly are no exception
1: so it's a system that oppresses black and brown people police officers more so Mm, They're indoctrinated in the system that has existed long before they did.